Ayan na, ayan na. Good morning, mga kameta. Kamusta kayo dyan? Ayan. Uh, medyo may natutunan tayong style ngayon. Medyo pa-warm up natin pag, uh, pag uh, YouTube at saka TikTok among others. You have to get the, the machine warmed up first before getting the ball rolling. Pero ito na guys. Marami tayong pag-usapan. Maraming ganap ha. Hindi ko pa nga naayos yung buko dito. Biglang... Para napansin ko, pag nag-abroad ako, gumaganyan ng buko. I think it's the, ano eh, I think it's the chlorine in the water. Hindi ko naman sinisabi na magandang buko, pero lalong nagiging, ewan ko, mohawk na, eh, hindi ko maintindihan bakit naging ganyan. I think it's really the effect of chlorine. Pag nag-shampoo tayo ganyan, hindi ko alam for some reason, mga kameta, nagiging uh, pataas siya ng ganun. The same thing happens sa Tokyo, di ba, nung uh, two weeks ago or so, nung <laughs> nag-uusap tayo ni Bossing Ronaldo, Wala na, sanggo ko na hair natin. Pero mukhang talaga it's the chlorine and all. So, i-figure out natin yan. Now, habang figure out ko guys, itong chlorine na ito, bakit ganit, gumagano lalo yung buhok natin, umakyat ng ganon. Ito na, mukhang uh, daming ganap sa Pilipinas. Ah. Daming ganap sa Pilipinas. Ah. Kamusta naman kayo dyan? Kamusta mga, mga gluta club natin <laughs> Talagang, ang Pilipinas talaga, never ka ma... Hindi talaga... Um, Let me be nice, okay? Talagang hindi tayo matataan eh. Hindi tayo maubusan ng, ano, hindi gluta. Hindi tayo maubusan ng content talaga sa Pilipinas. Medyo malamig-lamig din actually, usually guys, pag uh, sa mga malalamig na bansa, pag gumigising tayo ng mga gayan, Jimmy Neutron tuloy tawag sa... Uh, hindi ko alam, basta mayroon bang gluta sa Jimmy Neutron? Hindi, <laughs> usually kasi... Pag mga malamig na bansa, gusto ko lumabas ng maaga ganun. Pag sunny. Eh, kala ko dito, katulad ng Tokyo, sunny, dere-derecha, wala. First day pa lang yata ang sunny dito sa Washington, D.C. Nako, second, third day, glooming-glooming na. Parang feeling New York tuloy ako ngayon. Kaya, actually, nung first day dito, pansin nyo, naging tan pa ako. Interesting, dito pa ako naging tan. Um, first day kasi ang ganda ng sky. Sobrang ganda ng sky. Ganda ng weather. So talagang go, go in. Talagang todo, patan na lang tayo. No? Kasi at least dito guys, yung, yung init ng sun, bearable because honestly, di ba, um, as a Baguio boy and someone who also grew up in temperate climates and all of that, talaga mas prefer ko ito. At pansin nyo guys, sobrang maaga palang gising na tayo dito. For some reason, hindi ko alam bakit sa Pilipinas. Nahirapan ako matulog sa Pilipinas. Hindi ko alam kung ito yung init. Uh, ito ay dahil mahal yung electricity. Kakabayad ko lang kanina electricity. Tumawag yung, yung mga tao. Wala na yung internet natin. Wala na electricity natin. Kaya magising pa lang ng 5 a.m. Okay, magbayad na tayo. Shucks, mahal pa naman electricity. Chinect ko pa nga kanina yung ano eh. Transmission fees pa lang ng Meralco. Nakalaki-laki talaga. Ay, naka good luck sa Pilipinas. Pero yun nga, hindi ko alam kung yung init sa Pilipinas or yung bayad sa electricity, sa aircon, anong nagpapastress sa akin. But for some reason, usually pag nasa mga malalamig na lugar tayo, whether ito yung Greenland, Denmark uh, last November, whether Tokyo last month, whether Washington DC ngayon, for some reason, maaga tayo natulog para tayo matanda. Um, matanda naman tayo ng konti, pero mas, para tayo matanda. Mga 9pm pa lang, tulog na ako. Anyway, um, speaking of gluta, <laughs> ayun kasi guys, um, may nakita akong, ano, 
nakita akong <laughs> ay nako pangalan nito si Tarantadong Kalbo mara siyang na-post hindi kasi eh, nag-follow sa kanya maganda naman yung mga post niya tsaka in fairness kay Tarantadong Kalbo even if may mga daw dyan may mga may mga konting uh, back and forth kami ng time ng elections kasi I mean 19 na ako itong guy na ito magaling sa caricature and all of that but to be honest I'm not sure kung gaano ka expose itong uh, magaling na artist na ito pagdating sa you know nuance high-level political analysis. But anyway, um, baka mga karikatura naman tayo. Hindi parang kanina kasi pag magising ko pa lang, nakita ko to. Nakita ko to. Sabi ko, ano ba nangyari dito? Sabi ko, sino to? Ano ba nangyari? So, napa, ano ako, napatingin ako na, tapos nakalagay dito, mga maling dis... Grabe naman, guys. This is mean. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, sabi ko, sino to? Na, na-curious talaga ako na Saan galing itong mga post na ito? Ayun, pag-check natin, ito tuloy. Um, may nagpa-drip pala sa, ng glutathione dyan sa... Sa Pilipinas lang ba nag-glutathione ng mga tao? Anyway, uh, may, may nag-drip ng glutathione dyan sa Senado. So, ang dami nag-react dyan. Including some of the fellow senators and including some of the medical health professionals and experts na who happen to be influencers dito. Unang-una, may reaction from Senator Nancy Binay. Of course, uh, si Nancy Binay, maraming, ano, maraming mga substantive interventions pag mga ganitong bagay. Uh, ito yung pinost ng kaibigan natin from TV5, One News, si, si Sir Jove. Uh, Jovi, sabi ni, ni Nancy Binay dito, I'm not sure if the Ethics Committee can extend its sub-jurisdiction dito sa nangyaring insidente since hindi naman membro ng Senado itong... Um, Si Madam. But we also need to closely look into it because it involves issues of conduct, integrity, and reputation of the institution and matters that concern health and safety. Health and safety. Nakakabother lang dahil yung uh, procedure na ginawa sa uh, premises ng Senado ay walang uh, abiso mula sa clinic. And to make it more complicated, yung gluta drip ay na-declare na mismo ng Department of Health na on safety banned ito ng fruits, uh, Food and Drug Authority and it was administered outside sa isang clinical without the proper medical advice from a licensed health professional. As public figures, sana aware din tayo sa responsibilidad natin sa publiko. We might be promoting something na ipinagpalabawal at illegal at akala ng mga tao ay eh, okay lang. Isipin din sana natin ng kasamang... Uh, ano to? Kapanagutan. Ang pagiging artista na ako. Ito po yung ano. Ito yung sinasabi na ano. Accountability. Kapanagutan. Okay, may natuto tayo dyan. Uh, lalo na kung senador ang asawa mo. Okay. Ay, 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 ay. Ito talaga tayo mga kamets, no? Kaya pala, yun yung pinos ni Kuya. Now, as always, guys, bagot natin pag-usapan ng Senate Slate. Pag-usapan natin, guys, Etong nag number one, nag numero uno dito sa ating Senado, dun sa Senate race last 2022 elections. Kasi guys, alam niyo naman, pagdating sa ranking sa Senate, eto ay basyan na to talaga merit, kagalingan, ang ano, ang mastery of matters of constitution, matters of national interest talagang ganito po ang basihan ngayon nowadays especially since nag number one si 
Philippines sa pang-artista noong 2010 Senate elections. Ganito po kataas yung level ng uh, of course yung basihan natin uh, pagdating sa sa sino, election of our senators and all of that. So, nag-respond yung nag-number one sa Senate race um, noong 2022 adding to a expanding list ng mga artista at mga actors na napakagaling once they get into the highest chambers of the nation. Alright, okay, okay. May nag-comment na live selling ba ito? <laughs> ng ano, ng gluta? Lang yan. Okay, okay, okay. Ito, ito, ito guys. Ah. May nag-respond. May, um, may ano, sabi ni, sabi ni sir, medyo pinagtatawanan yung mga nag-react dyan. Sabi niya, huwag niyo nang pakialaman kung anong ginagawa natin dyan. Ito yung sinabi niya, Nakakatuwa naman na po ang political issue na yan. My goodness, kung may nakita po silang masama sa larawan na yan, paumanhin po, no intention of disrespect. Uh, yung kanyang asawa po daw loves to promote good looks and good health. Natatawa talaga <laughs> Pero yun nga po yung yun yun nga po yung concern po. Wala naman tayong problema sa good looks. Kung uh, guwapo naman tayo or maganda naman tayo, okay naman po, walang problema. Sige lang, i-livestream niyo yung pagkaganda at pagkagwapo natin. Ang question kasi dito at ito yung uh, intervention ng mga medical experts among others. So hindi lang si Nancy Bina, I think Nancy Bina is also part of the ethics committee no? or siya head ng ethics committee. But anyway, Hindi lang po si Nancy Binay na comment dito. You also have public health officials, including those who have worked with the Department of Health, those who have advised the government during the pandemic, those who know a thing or two about actually medical sciences. No? Uh, yung mga hindi, hindi mailig sa mga polvoronic na, na ideas. Ito, ito. So, si, ito si Dr. Tony Lechon. Sabi niya, hindi niya naintindihan uh, ito mga issues referring to the good senator and the issues and the far-reaching implications of yung mga social media posts kung saan ayan, nag-flex ang mga tao nag-gluta trip, uh, drip or whatever. Sabi ni Tony, uh, attorney, Le- uh, attorney uh, <laughs> Dr. Lechon, no disrespect to, but we can call out this post as a threat to health and a low regard for the Senate office for such marketing promotion. Ah! So, Okay, so marketing daw yun. May <laughs> Ay, Jusko, ang Pilipinas talaga. <sighs> Mahirap talaga mahalin ng Pilipinas, guys. Mahal-mahala ng Pilipinas, pero minsan pinapahirapan tayo. Yan ang feeling ko eh. If there's a national emotion that describes the feeling of any Filipino who cares about our country, it's hugot. Ang daming hugot. Mahugot talaga ang pagmamahal sa Pilipinas. Um, ano ba, ito na lahat na, lahat na ginagawa mo, lahat ng lahat na lang. And <laughs> Pero actually guys, in fairness naman, you know naman me, um, I always put things into historical perspective. Actually, kahapon nga nandun ako sa Smithsonian Museum. And 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 um ang daming beses na pumunta ako dito. Uh, sa 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 DC throughout the years pero ngayon lang ako nagbigay ng panahon talaga na bumisita guys dito sa uh, bumisita dito sa sa Smithsonian yung mga nature no so pumunta 
Chinek ko talaga yung panahon ng dinosaurs, panahon ng mga unang tao, panahon ng mga um, panahon ng mga homo sapiens, mga unang homo sapiens. At some point, there were like four or five of us na, na different species coexisting. And then we had this, this fantastic conversation uh, with some folks dyan sa, sa, sa Smithsonian uh, Museum. Ang dami. Para lang ano, magkakaroon tayo ng big picture understanding. But at the same time, when thinking about big picture understanding, tinignan ko rin dito ang politika dito sa Washington, D.C. My goodness, ang dami nila nila mga antiques na tao dito sa politika nila. No? I mean, ano yung pangalan niya? Si Marjorie Green ba yan? Ano pa? Ay, yung mga QAnon people na nandito sa, sa kongreso, nandyan lang. So, in a way, I mean... You know, as much as ma- minsan na-disappoint ka sa Pilipinas and all of that, pag iniisip mo rin yan, anong katangan ng sinisabi na itong mga to? Block natin. Ayan. Oh, huwag kayong mag-troll sa akin. Bablock ko kaya kaagad. Ah. Umakis-ais kayo. Ayan. Go Trump na ulit yung iba dyan. Um, then, then, I was thinking ganito. Let's not forget. Ang sistema ng demokrasya na meron tayo sa Pilipinas, ang sistema ng gobyerno na meron tayo sa Pilipinas, lahat yan guys ay base sa Amerika. Hindi sa Espanya, hindi sa Inglaterra, hindi sa Pransya, base ito sa, sa sistema dito sa Amerika. And I was, I was wondering kung ang Amerika nga ngayon ay ganitong situation, may mga QAnon people ay nasa kongreso. Andiyan lang, andiyan lang, over the horizon lang. Um, kung uh, etong bansa ay most likely um, magiging uh, ano ang magiging race dito ay back to back to the future na 2022 na malaking chance increasingly at least 50% chance na manalo si Trump bilang next president mapapaisip ka talaga na baka naman yung nangyari sa Pilipinas ay hindi ganoon ka nakakapagtataka dahil kung yung bansa mismo uh, na nagbigay sa atin ng ng mga sistema ng demokrasya natin ng mga others, kung yung bansa na yan ay ganito ang situation nila, kahit isa sila sa pinakamayayama na bansa. So, a per capita income of an American is around 60 plus thousand dollars uh, a year compared to just over 4,000 dollars in the Philippines. So, so more than 10 times na mas mayaman ang isang average American kumpara sa isang average na Filipino. No? At ang Amerika po ay more than 200 years of experience of of democracy, although of course many would argue that um, siguro until 1960s questionable yung claim to democracy because of the situation ng mga uh, African-American folks in the Deep South uh, here sa United States. But given all of that, inisip ko nga, kung Amerika nga na ganyang kayaman na bansa, na pinakamalakas na bansa sa mundo, I mean, you look at the military power in this country, it's incredible. Kung tinignan mo yung kanilang technological power, venture capital, napakalakas na bansa. Kung itong bansa na ito na pinakamalakas na bansa sa buong kasaysayan ng mundo, itong mga pinakamalakas na empire sa buong kasaysayan ng mundo, an empire that doesn't even want to call itself an empire, right? A hidden empire, as some would call it. Um, ay may ganitong situation na pwede bumalik si Trump bilang presidente dito. Kasi, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Siyempre, na, nagkaroon tayo ng mga speeches and conversations kahapon. Ipopost ko, by the way, yung videos natin and talks natin dito kahapon, including dito sa Atlantic Council, among others. Kung itong bansa na ito, uh, I mean, we're having like serious, really serious conversation right now about possible return of Trump dito. Now, sabi ko naman, yung mga anti-China, right, uh, ay tuwan-tuwa dun sa posibilidad na babalik si Trump. Yung mga pro-Russia, pro-Putin, 
tuwan-tuwa na makabalik si Trump. Yung mga galit sa mga woke, galit sa mga nakakairitan ng mga bagay-bagay-bagay dyan, di ba? Tuwan-tuwa na babalik si Trump. Pero guys, let's just be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest, okay? Ang laki ng... I mean, it tells a lot about your state of democracy. Kung isang tao na, in spite of everything, may good shot na probably more than 50% chance na maging presidente ng bansa na ito. Now, none of this says na hindi natin tinitignan yung mga, uh, yung mga kakulangan, kaewanan na nangyari sa mga, sa mga ibang presidente or administration. I'm just saying, I really appreciate yung walk down there dun sa... dun sa whole museums, the Capitol Hill, and among others. Kasi it allowed me to put things into perspective. Na kung ang Amerika nga, na napakatagal ang kanilang um, uh, karanasan dito sa ganitong sistema ng demokrasya, quote-unquote demokrasya, uh, yung bansa na ganong kayaman, ganong ka-develop, ganong ka-powerful, kung sila, ganito yung kalagayan ng kanilang politika, diba? kung meron sila mga Marjorie Green, QAnon type, mga congresswoman and politicians, then siguro naman hindi dapat tayo masyadong nagtataka ng bansa na katulad ng Pilipinas ay nandito sa kalagayan na ganito. Because I always say guys, I always say guys, no, isa sa mga dahilan na ang demokrasya sa Pilipinas ay hindi fun- uh, effective ay dahil yung estado natin ay napakahina. Pagtitignan mo ang Pilipinas guys, yung ating estado halos hindi niya makontrol yung mga dynasties, hindi niya makontrol yung mga ginagawa ng mga oligarchs. If anything sa Pilipinas, let's be honest, over the past hundred years, the story of the Philippine state is how it's constantly captured by political dynasties and by oligarchs and the combination of two. Minsan yung presidente gumagawa ng sariling oligarchs, si Duterte may sarili, si ganito, mag-ganit, si, sari- si Marcos may sarili, si Marcos Sr., ganun, ganun. So, we never had a strong state, a kind of a centralized force that developed the country. and push the elite and the best and brightest of the country to serve the national interest. Yun po yung parati natin weakness sa Pilipinas. And there's no surprise because actually, interestingly, the, the America that conquered the Philippines in the late 19th century and colonized the Philippines throughout the early 20th century, ito po yung America kung saan napakahina din kanilang estado. Ito yung federalized America kung saan napakalakas yung mga federal sta- uh, ng, uh, uh, state-level states Pero yung kanilang federal governments would not be strengthened until si FDR ay pumasok. So you're looking at way later on pa uh, after the Philippines was colonized uh, by America. So yung sistema ng politika na meron tayo sa Pilipinas, guys, uh, ito ay base dun sa very libertarian, weak state model na meron ng America. Very populist actually, by the way, also. Meron ng America in the late 19th century and early 20th century before yung mga reforms ni FDR which transformed the, the American state, the federal American state into a solid state. So that's that's very important. That's that's very, very important, guys. Now, you have a proper diagnostics of bakit ganyan ang Pilipinas. So siguro kung America ay hindi nagkaroon ng FDR era, hindi nagkaroon ng strengthen of federal government era, kung hindi nagkaroon ng modernization of state institution era, there would have been a large, richer, pero kasing sabog version ng Pilipinas But nevertheless, despite everything, uh, mahabang usapan, you can talk about new liberalism, impact of uh, you know, deregulation, privatization, all of that since 76. But, basta para sa akin lang, uh, every time nakikita ko yung mga kaiwanan na nangyari sa kongreso dito na hindi ka nakalayo, it just, it just makes me realize na siguro, minsan, wag na, 
mahirap umasa talaga sa Pilipinas. But having said that, guys, ang difference ng Amerika sa Pilipinas, I would say, among many other things, is that they always had a very strong opposition. Very, very strong opposition. So whether um, ang mga Democrats in, in power, usually the Republicans, do very good in the midterm elections. And kung mga Republicans naman in power, bumabaw yung mga Democrats. And I know, medyo mix yung mga nanonood sa atin. Marami sa mga nanonood sa atin, baka mas Republican, mas Trumpian pa. But let's just say for the sake of argument, na mga Democrats ay generally, let's say, party of the working class, of immigrants, of minorities, etc. Kung titignan mo sila, napaka-organize sila. No? And, and constantly, they, they, they mobilize and organize on the ground and they make sure na meron silang laban, na meron silang uh, pwedeng uh, pangbawe, no? just in case, if yung kabilang side uh, is overly powerful or doing something wrong. Now, having said that, Kaya nga guys, every time na pinag-usapan natin ang Pilipinas, ang sinasabi ko dito guys, ang sinasabi ko dito guys is hopeless case tayo unless XYZ. And kasama dun sa XYZ na yan, ay dapat constantly organize and mobilize opposition. And an opposition that learns its lessons, reflects on its mistakes, reflects on its shortcomings, is open to constructive criticism, it's open to dialogue. Uh, it's open to build uh, bridges, to build alliances, build coalitions beyond some, uh, you know, alam mo na, core uh, base, diba? And most importantly, mahalaga na hindi mag-give up, right? Hindi lang in terms of politicians not giving up, but also but also opposition leaders inspiring itong mga kababayan natin not to give up on the country, to invest. Because ang demokrasya po is a constant process. It's a constant process of mobilization. It's a constant process of contestation. It's a constant process of fighting for a better country. Kaya dito, for instance, America, di ba, uh, towards a more perfect union. Di ba? So there's always an admission na it's always a work in progress. Dapat ganun din guys ang tingin natin sa ating demokrasya sa Pilipinas. Natanggapin natin na as imperfect as it is, it can be improved. But the improvement doesn't fall from the sky. The improvement is something you have to fight for constantly through year after year after year. At hindi pwedes election period lang ay naging sobrang active tayo. At tung tapos na elections, goodbye na tayo, mag-travel vlog na lang tayo, etc. Hindi pwedeng ganun. Right? Hindi pwedeng ganun. Dapat constantly involved ka. And constantly may discussion. Saan tayo nagkamali? Saan tayo nagkakulang? Anong dapat gawin natin? Uh, I'll tell you. Baka may managsabi na ito si Heydaran ang pinagsasabi niya. Just to be clear about it. Isang dahilan, guys, na nagsimula tayo mag-vlog and all of that. Right? Pretty regularly. No? Um, it's precisely because na-recognize na, na, na po natin. Ay, hindi po glutathione yan. Baka may nakita kayo dyan. Hindi ang glutathione. Ano yan? Mga vitamins ka yan. Mamaya magagawa na, si Darren, nag-glugluta, natan na nga ako dito eh. Sobrang natan tayo. Uh, hindi, hindi, hindi ako nag-gluta tayo ng mga ganun. No, anyway, balikan natin to guys. Um, nasan tayo? No. Nakaka-frustrate kasi, you know, because people instead of taking constructive criticism, ipapersonal nila yan. But uh, just to be clear about this, sabi ko, on, on my part, etong ginagawa natin ngayon, na ito, kahit gising lang, may pimples dito, 
Ang uh, pangit na yung natin minsan. Uh, minsan. More than minsan. Di ba? Yung book natin all over the place. Okay lang yan. Para sa akin, I'm, I'm willing to be exposed like that. Because, ito naman damit, madali lang yan. Nandun lang yung susuotin ko lang. Siyempre, sabi niyo, hey, Darian, pumuporma naman ganun. Eh, kasi andun lang naman, hindi suotin ko kagad. Pero, tingnan nyo, wala tayong time na ayusin sarili natin and all that. Kasi, immediately, I have a meeting right after this. Diba? Uh, early morning pa lang dito. Habol-habol sa trabaho at saka ibang engagements. Guys, on my part, isang dahilan na nagsimula tayo ng ganito, ng live sa Facebook, live sa TikTok, live sa, sa YouTube, among others, exposing ourselves, looking like a crazy... I mean, I mean, I mean exposing ourselves to criticisms. I mean, God, let's not... Um, uh, to, to criticism and all of that. Um, uh, it's because 19 yan ko na hindi pwede na umasa tayo sa mga old means or traditional means of... Uh, <laughs> traditional... Ayan naman nagtatro... Yan nga yung problema ko eh. Siyempre, itatroll na naman tayo. I-expose tayo, guys, uh, sa... Nasama tayo? Nandistract ako dito. Wait lang, guys. Huwag kayo magulo, okay? Maganda tong sasabihin ko sana eh. No, no, no. Sabi ko nga, on, on my part, isang dahilan na ginagawa natin ito is because na-recognize ko na yung mga traditional means of opinion shaping and opinion making just doesn't work. Alright? Kaya nga sobrang agree ako kay, um, kay uh, my former colleagues uh, sa Inquirer na si John Neri na kung si Rizal ay buhay sa panon natin guys, maging vlogger talaga yan. Hindi dahil vlogging is the best way necessarily to get the message across, but it is best way in a sense that yung depth and substance na gusto mo sabihin, hindi mo malabas completely sa vlogs yan. Kaya I still encourage you guys to please, if you have time, read some of our stuff, read some of our books para mag-gets nyo yung context and references and etc. But it sometimes it's really the only way to get the message out. Um, because, aminin natin, marami sa ating kababayan, perhaps that's the difference naman with, 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 with the US because at least dito, as sa ibang bansa, mahilig magbasa ang tao. I, I know it. I mean, I had many book talks here. I had many conversations here base sa mga libro natin. Last time I checked, I practically had zero book talks in the Philippines. Like yung book natin sa about Duterte, I had uh, I, I had book talk about it in Stanford. I had book talk about it here in Washington D.C. Uh, I had book talk about it in Europe. I had book talk about it in Thailand. I had book talk about it all around the world. Pero hindi sa Pilipinas. I mean, I'm not saying there's no book talk in the Philippines, but but to be honest, maraming beses na pansin natin. Umayos na kayo, huwag kayong mag-troll, ibablock ko kayo. Maraming beses napansin natin. Um, guys naman, behave kayo, okay? This is a serious conversation. And you're just trying papansin lang kayo dyan. Umayos kayo dyan. Buti nga yung mga sa TikTok, behave ngayon. Umayos kayo, mablock ko kayo. Para kayo mga magulong bata sa classroom. May sasabihin ng teacher nyo, okay? Makinig kayo. <laughs> And then, they're going back to this, guys. Yun nga eh. <laughs> I'll just be very honest, guys. Walang masyadang nagbabasa ng libro, walang masyadang nagbabasa ng articles. So, at, at hindi gets ng tao, napakahirap magsulat ng matinong column or essay article. Napakahirap, guys. Napakahirap. At sobrang mas mahirap magsulat ng mga libro. And, again, I, not to be mayabang about it, writing columns or essays sa isang reputable publications is not easy at all. And to do A hundred of that, a thousand of that, thousands of that, it's not easy at all. 
um, writing a book, not just for any publisher, for a, in my case, for Palgrave Macmillan, for instance, or some of the international academic publishers, hindi po madalian. It takes a lot of your energy, right? A lot of my, you know, energies in my 20s, in early 30s, went into writing these books, guys. All right? Yung eyebags na nagkita nyo and all of that. A lot of that is because overnight, I mean, there were times na magsusulat ka until 4, 5 a.m. And then sa sobrang stress mo, hindi ka makatulog. So, kakain ka pa sa morning, which is not a healthy way of doing it. So, kaya nga, I became conscious about my diet. Nag intermittent na lang ako. I only eat twice a day. Kahapon nga, I just had lunch and breakfast. That's it. I didn't eat the whole day. Nag-late lunch lang ako. Breakfast on at 9 a.m., just some cheese and bagels and all of that. And then I had, I did my pasta and all of that at 2 p.m. Then, I told you, we were glutathione. And I didn't eat until, until now. I didn't eat breakfast. So, my point is, you're sacrificing a lot. You're investing a lot to write these things and all of that. So, sometimes when you realize, um, again, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I feel extremely privileged that many of you uh, you know, get to watch our vlogs and get to, you know, hear about what we do or nakita niyo sa media, international myth. I understand that. But I, I, but I hope people understand. Napakahirap magsulat. Alright? It, it's emotionally, emotionally difficult. Especially kung mga topics mo is, is not the happiest topics. Hindi ka naman nag-vlog about the latest, I don't know, uh, Gucci or Dolce Gabbana or whatever. Hindi ka naman nag-vlog about, I mean, maybe one day I'll do that, but you're not vlogging about the latest, I don't know, BMW or something like that. No, you're vlogging about some very difficult conversations. So yung isa sa columns ko recently was about Navalny, right? And I start with the quote from Senator Trillanes. And then I talk about Ninoy. I mean, it's difficult. These are emotional-wrenching topics. You talk about Bukele, you talk about Duterte, you know? And this doesn't even involve some of my art articles around the world when I write about U.S.-China competition, peace and war questions, which are very stressful topics. And imagine how much research you have to put into it to make sure that it's constantly updated, it's unique, it can stand the scrutiny of time, scrutiny of expertise. After talking about the Atlantic Council, you had uh, academics, ex-ambassadors coming to me and saying, Richard, it's, it's lovely to finally meet you in person. You know, I've been quoting your works. I've been writing uh, stuff based on your works. You know, nakakataba ng puso yan. But at the same time, you realize back home, I'm not sure how many people really pay attention, you know, to to this kind of uh, methodical, conscientious writing based on research and evidence and all like that. So that means, to be honest, to get the message out is really vlogs, uh, Right. And as, as, as much as vlogs are concerned, um, timing din yan, swertehan din yan, ma-viral ka ba, tamang oras pa ba, feeling ko, hindi yata tamang oras na kasi may kasabay yata tayo mga ibang vloggers na ganitong oras din sila nag-ano. So, you're competing pa with other people. Uh, and then, minsan, dito sa social media, labanan na ito ng clickbait, pa, you know, pa megaphone, di ba? Palakihan ng, ano, di ba, ng, uh, ng, ng caps lock ng titles, yung mga ganun, pa pa buljakan pa you know it's it's really hard it's really hard kasi ano yun eh um parang nilalagay sa palengke and regardless of kung sinong magaling hindi oh magingay kayo sinong pinakamaingay yun na lang pansin niyo di ba so but as i said if this is the way then this is the way and you have to directly deal with it accordingly you know uh, yesterday while i was walking around I do this a lot, you know, so I'm, I'm walking around, I'm going, I'm, you know, I'm seeing the, the U.S. Congress here, I'm seeing the museums here, I'm seeing all the symbols of democracy here. But what I'm going to podcast is Russia, is Navalny, 
right? Uh, and how, in the case of Navalny, for instance, uh, nagara siya ng one year, uh, nag-fellowship siya sa Yale uh, Law School, and he learned a lot about American democracy and all of that. So I was listening to all of these things from Turgenev, uh, to Dostoevsky, to, to Tolstoy, to Navalny, you know, all the struggles that, you know, Russian intelligentsia and liberals and modernists had to go through the past 200 years or so, right? And I was wondering, compare naman sa mga ganitong bansa na yan, our situation in the Philippines is not as bad. It's not as bad. But at the same time, we have to understand we're not gonna have a better democracy until we fight for it, right? And until we also accept, and this is, This one thing I always appreciate about Navalny, God bless his soul. His argument was, you, <laughs> we cannot afford to be hopeless, right? Because the moment you give up hope, you give up that chance, that little chance you have for a better country, for a better future. Now, I'm not saying na wag kayo mag-abroad. Yung mga iba sa inyo, gusto mag-migrate, etc. Alam ko yan. Ang dami kong kaibigan ng based abroad. But alam ko, deep inside, they still care about the Philippines. And some of them, not you don't even have to go deep inside. You know that they care about the Philippines because they're constantly... In fact, this is one reasons na pansin ko, ang taas ng rankings natin, yung podcast natin. Kanina, nag-check ko, nasa top, nasa top pot, political podcast tayo, even sa Italy. Pumasok na tayo sa Italy. So, sa Singapore, sa Italy, so all around the world, nag-top uh, 50-100 tayo dun sa mga uh, political news podcast nila because of, I'm sure... Oh, hindi naman ako nagfe-feeling. I, I think ito yung mga kababayan natin na nasa ibang mansa, sa Italia, sa Inglaterra, sa 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 Pransya, sa sa Australia, sa sa iba't ibang bansa. At nakikinig sila sa atin. Nakikinig sila sa sinasabi natin. Nakikinig sila sa mga guests natin. Nakikinig sila dun sa mga issue na pinag-usapan natin. They're trying to keep in touch with the country because they care about their country. They love their country. They may have another citizenship. They may have moved on, become European, American, whatever. But at the day, Pilipino pa rin sila. So, ang sinasabi ko guys dito, is that you have to be clear na you won't get the change that we deserve as Filipinos. Kaya, inis na inis ako dito sa statement na, sorry, I'm all over the place tayo ngayon, but I just want to have a real talk here, con- honest conversation here. Kasi, feeling ko a lot of times I'm, I'm holding back because, you know, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I felt I already said too many things. I, I don't want to come off wrong, but, yeah, I mean, you know, when you have long walks you have 10 20 kilometers of walks and and you're reflecting on history you're you're listening to herzen and Torgenev and all of that of navalny and what's happening in the u.s and all of that uh, you know you, you're gonna say you know let's let's be honest about this you know buongiorno i mean mga, mga italiana tayo mga kaibigan nandito mga kababayan natin from italy buongiorno buongiorno buonasera um no i mean The mindset matters, guys. The mindset really matters. If the mindset is, let's just hope that some matinong politician wins every three, four years, and then maybe things will be better, wala talagang mangyara sa bansa natin. Good luck sa atin. Hopeless case talaga tayo in that case. You're just setting yourself up for disappointment, right? But if your mindset is, it's a, it's a marathon, right? It's a, it's, alam mo yung mga marathon uh, runners, di ba? Uh, it's about gradual improvements, di ba? It's about doing that marathon run and then every month or every run, you're 0.1 second better. You're one second better. You're two seconds better. Sometimes one minute or several minutes better after several runs, di ba? 
dapat ganon ang 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 pagintindi natin sa politika. This is like a marathon. This is a constant struggle to push the Philippines in the right direction. And there are gonna be disappointments, just like for marathon runners. Sometimes there's gonna be time that suddenly mas maganda yung time nila pala dati, bumaba pa yung ranking nila. Then you fight back and you push it forward. Dapat ganito yung mindset. Once you embrace the nature of political change as a marathon, then, in fact, I would say this, it's not only marathon, it's a Olympics. Because pagdating sa politika, you have to know many things. You have to be good in communications, timing, projection, policy, everything. So it's like Olympics. Hindi lang pwede magaling na tumakbo ka. Dapat magaling ka sa in many things. So going back to this, guys, we have to have that kind of right mindset. And that, ladies and gentlemen, sets up the premise for our conversation today. Okay, so after one hour, uh, 40 minutes, by the way, after 40 minutes, ito na, pag-usapan na natin ito. So everything I've been saying over the past 40 minutes is to set the tone for for the conversation we're gonna have today because ito na, finally, nag-announce na ang opposition na mag-file na sila Mag, sorry, mag-field na sila ng at least three candidates for the Senate. And palakpakan. Why? Because for me, for me, first of all, this goes along the line of what I said. Mahalaga na opposition is part of this conversation. Hindi pwede nag-popcorn, popcorn lang tayo. Hindi pwede na uh, just, you know, waiting to get lucky. You know, ano yung music na yung waiting to get lucky? Hindi pwede ganyan. Right, you have to fight for it, no matter the odds. Right now, but speaking of odds, actually the odds are not too bad. I mean, so ang announcement kanyon is tatakbo for Senate at least three individuals associated with the opposition. Right, three very accomplished individuals, three very smart individuals. Now, having said that, I may have some agreements or disagreement with one of them or two of them, or whatever. Now, as you may have. Notice, I you you may remember, guys. Actually, we interviewed Nathan C. C. Attorney, uh, C. Dean Jokno, um, and his son. Of course, we interviewed him during the movie of Gomborza. But C. 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 Dean Jokno, um, we we had a conversation with him during his elections in 2022, and and he is a person that I think really really embodies right uh, the best values that a Filipino can have, right? yung kanyang conviction sa buhay, yung yung kanyang talino, uh, yung kanyang humility. Humil- I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, I, I know that humility is not my number one virtue, or at least, you know, shallow understanding of humility. Because if you're really, really humble, you're willing to expose yourself to criticism often. But anyway, let's not get there. Um, but, but, ito si attorney joke na talagang grabe. He's really, genuinely a humble person. And you could see, he's there to learn He's there to serve. He's there to help. Right? Malaking bagay na someone like him. So, despite the fact na twice natalo siya, right? And he didn't do too bad. I think especially it's the first one. Uh, considering from what level he was starting. Um, I think this is something something brave. Ayan na. Ayan na yung mga trolls natin dyan. Ayan. Mga... Alam mo guys, yung mga pinagtatawan ninyo yung opposition, tingnan natin sa 2028, mukhang hindi rin mananalo yung kandidato niya. So, Okay, masyadong mayabang dyan. Alright. Uh, and then, of course, you have Bam Aquino, who has a record of beating Marcos Jr. in 2016, and then in 2022, even if super late sila nagsimula, uh, at least, sila ni nag-first runner-up, right? And she was able to get 
uh, 27% of the votes against the uni team. As I said, had uni team not been unified, meaning if, if Duterte and Marcos, who knows, maybe the race would have been completely different. Maybe it would have been completely competitive. Oh, ibang usapan nema SD cards and all. Okay, I'm not gonna go into go into that. But 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 just on this issue, no, just on this issue. If you look at Bama Kino, he's someone who's not only a former former senator, but he's someone who actually has an experience of running very very high profile campaigns, very high profile campaigns. Now, personally, I had no uh, interaction with Bama Kino like ever, right? Now, for everything I said and all of that during the But in fairness, from people that I know, uh, from academics that I respect, na nakausap nila si, si Bamakino, I've been reassured by them that actually Bamakino is someone who's very perceptive, he's very reflexive, and who's someone who's fundamentally willing uh, to learn from the past both good and bad, and move forward in the best way possible. And he looks like someone who has the kind of mental resilience and strength, right, to deal with the difficulties that opposition candidates face in a country like the Philippines, right? Not to mention Andamanyam accomplishment as a, as a human being, right? Uh, uh, as, uh, as, as a social entrepreneur, being a student, napakagaling na student ito sa Ateneo, a youth leader, Andamanyam awards all around the world. Um, and then, of course, you have the former opposition leader and, uh, uh, and former vice presidential candidate, uh, Senator um, Kiko Pangilinan, who has, uh, there's no need for even for introduction when it comes to him. Interestingly, actually, I, I don't, the only time, the only time that I got a chance to meet him properly was nung sa, sa Taiwan ako last September. And actually, I was surprised. I mean, in fairness, he's just suave. Siya. Actually, matangkat pala siya, no? Um, and, uh, I mean, relatively matangkat siya. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't see any swagger. I saw a lot of dignity. Uh, and I think we didn't. he didn't say much. But from what my understanding is that he had some deep thinking and soul-searching and etc. after the elections uh, in 2022. Now, if you look at the surveys na pinag-usapan natin, this is surveys from two to three months ago, actually, at least two out of these three candidates have a very good chance of of being very competitive. No, I'm not saying that. Mahirap talaga tong Senate race ngayon kasi ang daming re-electionists, ang daming mga pro-tatay, uh, ang daming rin maging uh, bet ng gobyerno, administrasyon. So, the spot is sobrang tight tong competition na to. But in fairness, uh, based on some of the numbers we saw, um, some of them, especially Bamakino, is pretty competitive, right? Pretty competitive. So, for me, another reason to be um, relatively cautiously optimistic about the trajectory. When I say trajectory, I'm not. I'm saying that we're not sure going to nalo. But to be relatively cautiously optimistic about the trajectory, at least, is that you have right now in the Liberal Party. Uh, the person of Leila Dalima. And interestingly, Leila Dalima is now the spokesperson of the Liberal Party, and she's the one who made the announcement. Uh, at base sa kanya, uh, base sa kanya announcement, they intend to, to be opposition candidates. Senator Kiko is surely an LP candidate. Senator Bam and Diljen are not officially LP members. So this is a joint ticket of the opposition, not LP. And for me, Dalima being there, right, says something, right? Because Pagdating sa katapangan, 
pagdating sa political conviction and all of that, I mean, pagdating sa trials, I mean, if you look at it, the things that Leila De Lima had to go through, my, my goodness, no? And yet, coming out, coming out strong and coming out fighting for the opposition, I mean, that's quite something, right? And I think just her presence there will give tremendous amount of, of, of boost and faith to the opposition candidates in what is looking like going to be a very, very, very difficult um, uh, race uh, next year, to be honest about it. So just to give you a little background, so si Pangilinan was actually senator from 2001 to 2030 and 2016 to 2022. So he has two terms, 12 years experience, dozen years. Aquino, si Bam Aquino, was senator from 2013 to 2019. Um, he lost in, in 2019. at He was at 14th place, so just outside the magic 12. Si Joke na naman, he placed 21st and actually improved it. Sorry, he improved from 21st in 2019 to 19th in 2022. So the hope is to keep on pushing it. Although, again, to be realistic about it, I think the race is much more difficult this time. Again, I'm hearing people talking about Vico Soto and all of that. My understanding is Vico Soto wants to finish his three terms as mayor of Pasig. Uh, and then once he's done with that, he will still not be 40, right? So it's too early to talk about him as a presidential candidate. But let's see where things go from there. Yeah, masyadong maagayin kay Vico Soto, right? And I, I hope we don't fall into this tendency again of pinning all our hopes on one individual or two. Because you're just setting yourself up for disappointment, all right? May sariling pag-iisip ang tao na yan. May sarili siyang mga plano sa buhay. Hayaan lang, na, hayaan lang natin siya. Okay? Um, and let's just hope that Vico Soto is just one out of many, many other great um, LGU leaders. Kaya nga na pag, uh, na-interview natin uh, si, among others, for instance, si Mayor Benji Magalang, who I think would be an interesting, not opposition, not administration, very center, but good center. I think Benji Magalang is someone also very interesting to keep in mind. Uh, in the coming years as conversations about presidential and vice presidential candidates come into picture. I think as a senator also he has a pretty good chance if he wants to go for that. So the idea here, as I said, Mahometa, is you have to at least fight a good fight. There might be some chance there because I think one or two of them at least is competitive. Uh, Jokno was an upward trajectory. Bam, I think, can do well uh, if they learn their lessons. Again, it's going to be super hard to get in. But as I said, kailangan na may opposition dyan. Kasi so far, ang nandyan lang na tunay na opposition ay si Riza Ontiveros. Alright? Si Riza Ontiveros lang talaga yung opposition dyan sa Senado. Alright? So, hindi naman pwede na mag-lone dissenting voice forever na lang si, si Riza until 2028. Right? And then, of course, we can talk about Riza as a potential also a presidential candidate, vice presidential candidate. But, you know, speaking of all of these things, guys, sorry, I'm just checking itong meeting ko. Um, all right. They need to fight for this because they have to have a seat at the table. Hindi pwede na umasa ka lang na bigyan ka ng position ni BBM, which has its own questions. Hindi pwede umasa na informal ka lang. Hindi pwede umasa na pasikreto ka. Hindi pwede ganito eh. Right? You have to fight for the positions yourself. Iba talaga kung may, may position ka dyan sa Senado. Iba talaga kung senador ka mismo. Or iba talaga kung you came very close to winning. That position right so let's see where these things go but but what i noticed over the past few days is rise of risa duterte i read risa duterte 
Sara Duterte, yung yung kanyang speech. Parang bite-bite ni Sara Duterte, no? Sa bite-bite niya sa mga speech niya. Ganyan ganyan. Okay. All right. Tuloy na yung Riza. Hindi yung rise ni Riza Ontiveros as really itong matapang na palaban na senator. Um speaking of Kiboloy, of course. You know, I don't want to talk about Kiboloy anymore kasi nakadalong vlogs na tayo back to back kay Kiboloy baka lalong ano, wag na natin i-overdo yan. Um Yeah, gutom na ako. Actually, you can see na wala na ako energy. Last meal I had was more than 24 hours ago. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> wala na. Sabaw na. Uh, wala na energy. No, I need to eat na. Okay. Um, so, let's see. Let's see. I mean, over the past few days, you're seeing Brides of Riza and at the same time, you're seeing all of these announcements about the opposition will go for gold or at least silver. Uh, in the Senate, and I think we should wait for also other announcements. I think there would be also very interesting announcements soon. Probably also the more other progressive side will make announcements. Maybe there will be conversations about a full slate. There will be conversation about cross-intersectional slates. There will be conversations about um, coalition building, among others. And maybe, guys, there will be conversations about the yeah, favorite ni Margarita. Ay, hindi pala si Margarita. Si Donya pala. Gusto ni Donya. Harry Roque daw. Ito si Donya kanina pa nagtitroll yan. Gusto niya si Harry Roque daw to mak before Senate. Oh, isa pa, dagdagan natin para interesting ang conversation. On that note, thank you very much mga kameta. Um, I hope you have a lovely day. Um, artista in si Sarah, sabi niya. <laughs> okay. Uh, I hope you guys have a lovely day and uh, I hope to catch up with you guys soon. Um, tomorrow uh, morning your time kasi evening my time later on. Or we're hoping to also have a proper conversation on West Philippine Sea, AFP modernization, uh, F-16 fighters, warships, etc. with someone who really knows his stuff. So, Admiral Ong. Uh, hopefully, with Admiral Ong, we are going to have a detailed conversation. We had some conversation with Senator Trillianes on that, but we want to have really an operational, technical discussion also about AFP modernization that I hope you guys will appreciate. Speaking of, yes, Margarita, speaking of Senator Trillianes, I was just messaging... Uh, folks uh, the other day now uh, we hope to have also more of uh, Senator Trillianes in our conversation soon siguro gawarin tayo ng version natin ng R&R with uh, Sunny naman RNS diba SNR <laughs> okay yun ah SNR diba Sunny and Richard Sunny and Ricardo alright so you know let maybe SNR let's do an SNR with uh, Sunny or we can do um RRS, right? Ronaldo, Ricardo, uh, Sonny, right? Pero SNR, parang ganda ng SNR, no? SNR. Sonny and Ricardo, right? Hopefully, we'll have more of that. As I said, you know, I'm not into, you know, my podcasts are not really interviews. Uh, they're more conversations. So, I'd rather have them as my de facto co-hosts than, than my guests. So, yeah. So, hopefully, we'll not have... Um, Trinas only as a guest. We'll, we'll also hopefully have him as a semi-co-host uh, uh, as we pick up this conversation and all. Because I think in terms of understanding of where the opposition should go, the mistakes, the shortcomings, the strengths, the the, the, the green shoots, I think major malaki yung um, overlap natin with uh, with Sunny. So let's look at SNR, uh, another prospect. And speaking of R&R, hopefully we can also arrange with that. Kasi si Ronald kasi ano eh, crush ng bayan ngayon. Sobrang... Ronald Aldens, <laughs> Liamas, di ko na siya ma-reach eh. Mahirap na siyang ano eh. <laughs> Isang araw nga eh, nag-message ako kay, kay Sir Ronald. 
Sabi ko, Ronald Aldens Richards. Pwede ka ba sa ganitong araw? Sabi niya. Sige, tanungin ko yung ano ko. Yung uh, secretary ko. <laughs> Ganyan ang level niya, di ba? Inano na tayo eh. Um, nasa linya na tayo ngayon, di ba? Maraming, ano na siya, regular na siya ngayon sa iba't ibang lugar. Kaya sabi ko, magpasalamat siya sa amin ni Christian, di ba? Nakita yung kagalingan niya kasi sobrang co-host and regular na siya sa amin dalawa. So, kitang-kita ng mga ibang media friends natin, gano'ng kagalingan ito si Ronaldo. So, if we have R&R, hopefully, ang target natin next is SNR naman with Sir Sonny. Kasi I, I think it's it's a good dynamic. I like my conversation with, with, with Sonny. Kasi pansin nyo guys, iba yung dynamics, di ba? Pagkasama ko si Ronald, ayan, nagpapatawa kami pero seryoso at the same time. With, with Sir Sonny, ano kami, buhat kami mga ano eh. Medyo. <laughs> so gusto ko rin yung dynamic na yan. Right? So it's, it's nice, it's good. And then of course, pagkasama naman natin si, si Leloy, uh, medyo dynamic natin, mga ilustrado. Diba? Mga ganyan. And then of course, we see Mark Gamboa. Iba na naman yung dynamic natin dyan. Alright. On that note, thank you very much mga kamenta. Parang pumapayat tayo dito kasi di tayo kumakaya ng masasarap na food na miss ko tuloy mga pagkain natin sa Asia. Andali pala pumayat sa ano no? Pag hindi ka na sa Asia and all of that. Oo. Hindi, I mean, good naman all dito. I'm just saying, um, pag, pag nasa Pilipinas ako, sa Asia ako or something like that, taas ng appetite ko, diba? Ang lakas ng appetite ko, kumain. Lalo yung, ano mga rice natin and of that. Dito wala eh, kaya madali pumayat. Okay. Anyway, on that note, uh, push lang natin. I-push lang natin yung SNR na yan, okay? Ayan, magpa-public clamor na tayo. I think there should be a public clamor, okay? No, ay, may message ko sila. Uh, sila bossing. Sabi ko, mama, yes, SNR natin. Oh, walang only rice dito, guys. May only bread. Kaya nag-Italian, only bread ako kapon, tuloy na guilty ako, ang dami kong lakad, lakad, lakad. La Quacha, La Quacha, La Mierda, La Mierda. Alright, speaking of La Quacha, La Mierda, uh, guys, ano lang, yes to sports, no to gluta. Alright, wag niyo sobrahan yung gluta na yan. Kasi guys, kasi guys, ang kagandahan ay hindi lang sa loob, ang kagandahan rin ay nandun sa ating, ano, um, our Asian exotic, ano, skin tone. Alright? So, wag natin palitan yan. Okay? Senores, senora, muchas gracias. Talk to you soon. Alright? God bless. Talk to you soon. Ayan, wala talaga energy. Talagang, ano, gutom na gutom na tayo. Pero go pa rin. Okay? Ang, ang haba ng ano to, ano? Ang dalal natin. I hope na-appreciate nyo. <laughs> All over the place. But I hope you... Ito yung gluta talaga eh. Mag-update pa ako sa gluta na yan. Alright? Babalikan ko kaya. Salamat.